Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat with Binish and Mavish. Assalamualaikum, Mavish. How are you? Assalamualaikum. Alhamdulillah. How are you? I am good. Alhamdulillah. So we are going to be continuing on our previous topic, which was related to marriage. We talked a lot of, about the social and cultural influences on a happy and healthy marriage in today's time which is sadly a lot more negative than positive. But inshallah, there is hope. We can change it. We can turn it around. We can still educate ourselves. If you're already married and if you're not married, you still got a really good chance to uh, learn and find the right person for yourself. Inshallah, create a beautiful marriage. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How to create a beautiful marriage using some guidelines. That's what we're going to share, inshallah. Um, always remember that a marriage or any relationship is a two-way street. It cannot be just take, 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 or give, give, give. It's going to be give and take in a balanced way. And we need to work together to find that balance, inshallah. All right. So, um, yeah. What, uh, what do you think, Mavish? I agree definitely that it does take two to tango, basically. Um, and it's important to have clear expectations so that you can kind of approach each other and find that middle ground and be flexible and uh, kind of then have a healthy marriage. And I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, we're, we're going, definitely going to talk about how we can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you know, both of you have, in any relationship, like we said, it's a two-way street. Both of you have responsibilities. Both of you have expectations. And both of you have some roles to play. And that's something that we all need to discuss, which comes, ideally, this should come before marriage in the premarital counseling sessions and meetings uh, with your prospective spouse or potential spouse, you know. Uh, but it's okay if you're already married as well, because you can always restart, you can reset and, you know, um, learn and inshallah, um, come together, sit together, talk about things and make things happen, create a beautiful marriage, right? So let's begin with the first and most important part of any relationship is to be self-aware. It is very, very important to know who you are, what you want, what are your expectations from yourself and from the other person. So we're going to talk in relevance to a relationship. Once you learn these guidelines, you can apply them in any relationship and create a beautiful relationship, inshallah. But we're going to be more focused on a spousal relationship because we're talking about marriage. So... How is self-awareness connected to have a good marriage? It's very important to know who you are and what you want from uh, your future spouse or your current spouse. Yep, definitely agree to have um, clear expectations. Um, Sitting down and having that conversation where you are telling the other person what your deal breakers are, what your expectations are in your life going on and kind of revisiting every every few years or whenever needed because as you go through life you're going to have different types of stressors and you're going to have to revisit and kind of talk and discuss what what is working what you can do better and because your relationship is also going to change over time Um, and as you said it's 
not just in a marriage, but it's pretty much every relationship. This is something you should be discussing and having that expectation set. So there are no confusions and you're being flexible at the same time. You are open to receiving ideas and also giving ideas. So um, you kind of have more effective communication and more healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, then that's, um, I would say that's a communication. You know, so having communication yeah. skills is is the most important part uh, in your relationship. Having yeah. a good communication. Yeah, and it kind of attaches into what you said in the beginning about self exploration, because if you know yourself, is that's when you're going to be able to talk clearly and tell the other person what you want in your life. If you're confused about what you want. And that's just going to create a lot of resentment because you're confused about what you want and you're not able to communicate it. And the other person might be trying many different things and it's just not working out. Mm -hmm. So that definitely you need to sit down and kind of gain an understanding of yourself before mm -hmm. you can try to please or help um, kind of build that relationship with the other person. Mm -hmm. Coming together, sitting together, knowing each other, ex you know, exploring each other and being respectful of your partner's um, feelings and their expectations also, you know, both ways. And it's very, very important to value their mm -hmm. uh, idea of a happy marriage and then come to a common ground, you know, sit together yeah, and come I, to a common I, yeah, and I think that's a really good point to value what the other person is saying, even if it's not something you're completely understanding or um, is not that important to you. It could be a small thing, but for that person, you have to understand it's very important. Mm -hmm. So just value and respecting what they would like from you and finding that middle ground yeah. um, so that you're um, respectful and basically nurturing that relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. So the next point, which I would say, I think each of these points are very, very crucial for us to understand how they work in a marriage and uh, our relationships. But this is the most neglected. This is the most neglected part of our relationships. We let people cross. We let people do what they want. And then we kind of blame them. And I'm talking about boundaries there's a lot of misconception that surround this word boundaries this does not mean we are creating walls around ourselves okay this does not mean we're blocking everyone out we're shutting everyone away we're not doing that but we need to understand that it's important and it's okay to have healthy boundaries and that's something you also need to discuss with your spouse before or while in marriage. You really need to discuss the levels of boundaries. You are okay with it and they are okay with it. And it's going to be individual boundaries and it's going to be a combined boundary as a couple. And then it's going to be mm -hmm. further. So it depends on uh, in which which relationship are you talking about? And so go ahead, Mavish, and tell me how important it is to have healthy boundaries. I think that kind of, I would actually go on to say that boundaries are what can break or grow a relationship, especially when you're growing into a new relationship. 
Um, for example, um, if you're going, you're a new couple, you then have to figure out uh, physical, emotional, intimate, and uh, even financial boundaries. You got to set that up for yourself and uh, not just between yourself and your spouse, but for your spouse, between your family and you as a couple, right? Because when you go into a new relationship, you might be used to some behavior for uh, when you were unmarried. For example, you might be used to talking to your parents about everything in, in your life. And then when you're a married couple, you have to set that boundary that you cannot do mm -hmm. that anymore. You cannot talk about your intimate parts of the relationship to your parents. So you have to set up that emotional boundary with your parents. When it comes to physical boundary, it could be something that you have to do when if you're living in a joint family. Yeah. So that would be a boundary that you set with you as a couple and at another family with your husband's family. Um, that could be a physical boundary about how you're living. You're living. Uh, are you living separately in like, are you living in the basement? Are you living in a different room? Are you sharing a bathroom? Those are the physical boundaries. Mm -hmm. And another part of it would be emotional boundaries. Mm -hmm. What kind of, are you, if you're having an argument, is that other, the, the other family living with you, should they be interfering in your arguments? Should your husband be then talking to them about your arguments or you should be talking to your family about your arguments? That's the emotional boundary. Mm -hmm. And then if you go a little deeper when it comes between a husband and wife, there, you also need physical boundaries at that time with your husband. Also, I know it sounds weird, mm -hmm. but you could be a type of person who recharges by being alone, by just having your own small space. We're not talking to anyone. And mm -hmm. that might be an expectation. You need to sit down and talk to your husband. Like, this is how I recharge. This has nothing to do with you, but I would like to be alone at some points of the days, like after an argument, just to process the day. So that's a physical boundary that you might have to set. Mm -hmm. um, an emotional boundary with your husband could be your husband could have, or you could have, um, a habit of, let's say, joking around about certain things and your partner is not up for that type of jokes. So that's something you might have to communicate and set that up. Um, or in, in another emotional boundary would be um, saying the way you communicate is when you're really, really upset, you want the other person to just listen instead of doing something about it. Mm -hmm. So those are different kinds of boundaries that you will have to set up with them. And it, it is so important to do that in the beginning and keep revisiting them mm -hmm. throughout your marriage. And these boundaries are, of course, not just when you're in a marriage. It should be when you're with your parents, when you're as an individual, you, sh you should have these boundaries with your parents. Even with your child, you should have certain boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With your friends, you should have certain boundaries because mm -hmm. that what that does, it is sets that expectation that this is what I'm going to accept and this is what I'm not going to accept. And it's if you set it clearly enough, and you don't have to do it in a very rough way, you can do it a very nice way. Mm -hmm. um, and it you won't have that build up a resentment. Yeah. Because what happens is, as especially uh, as us, as females, we're expected to give and give and give and give. And that creates a lot of resentment, a lot of anger, because we never set that boundary. We never set that expectation that I will not take any kind of interference in my parenting style or in my marriage. And now you're just really angry and you don't know what to do about it. So it's time to then set that boundary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So again, these are, these may be different ideas for both of the spouses, you know, so that's why we need to sit and talk and discuss about these things and be considerate of the other person, where they're coming from, what are they trying to say, we try to be more of of a listener than the talker. And that's how uh, active communication works. Um, when you are discussing something and your partner is speaking, have a listening ear and be considerate. A lot of it is affected by how a person is raised also, mm-hmm. what kind of lifestyle they had before the marriage, what kind of family uh, values, culture, system they are coming from. So consider all those things. You know, something that is unacceptable in your family or your brought up may not be as unacceptable in theirs so you need to understand to allow them to be themselves in in your relationship Um, and like you mentioned if somebody wants to um, have somebody recharges in privacy and uh, me time and alone time uh, then let them have that time without making them feel bad about it or you feeling left out you know so you need to understand that person is not um, abandoning you or something they're just having their own time with themselves which is their need their basic need and you need to be acceptable of that so a lot of things um, are going to be easy uh, and smooth if we only um, try to understand or let the person be who they are have that uh, acceptability, you know, in that relationship, your boundaries with your spouse, your boundaries with your in-laws, your boundaries with your your own parents, your boundaries with your children, they are very, very important to, first of all, create those boundaries, and uh, then reinforce them. And I know that in our society and culture, it's not looked at as something good, or acceptable or something that is okay it's uh, actually looked at as haram you know oh how dare you told me not to talk about this problem how dare you not letting me talk in your in, in your problems or in your issues um, but what you need to do is be firm and still be polite so you can be uh, firm and polite at the same time it's very doable be respectful Uh, but keep reinforcing because this idea is a new idea for our parents and the previous generations you know so it's hard for them to even understand what you're talking about when you're talking about boundaries or healthy boundaries this does not mean you're shutting them away this does not mean you're telling them don't be a part of my life but there is a limit to which you can interfere you 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 should be the one creating those boundaries and you should be the one reinforcing them and when you keep doing it in a respectable uh when you keep doing it in a respectful manner people do start to recognize that and start taking you serious and they start uh respecting those boundaries inshallah um and there are different kinds of boundaries like you mentioned financial emotional uh physical your intimacy yes so you know between spouses you need to know what what you like doing what you don't like doing in in an intimate 
space when you are together and you know understanding the finances or uh, your limits and boundaries of expense spending or not spending um all of these things you know so the basic uh point we need to understand is that you are a team you two people are a team you're not against each other you are not in a race this is not a battle this is a teamwork you know when you're coming together as spouses you are going to be raising a family living together creating a environment of growth and happiness and uh, healthy healthy relationship inshallah you those things are only created when you think as a team team player you know of course one person you know maybe the husband is the leader but that leader also has to be a leader not a dictator so you know that that person needs to know their role so as spouses a husband if you are assuming the role of a leader in the family please know what leader actually does all in all it's a teamwork it has to be togetherness it should bring togetherness that's why it's very important for us to sit together and talk about it if we don't talk about it then we just assume things and that's where all the messes happen we just assume things you said something i just assumed you said it because you hate me that's not always the case mostly it's not the case so you know you need to talk to the person hey what's going on is something bothering you you're not this this way you know don't consider a bad day you know out of the the 100 good days one bad day overpowers every everything don't don't do that to your spouse um and and you're only going to be not doing that to your spouse when you don't do it to yourself as well so you know it's a lot uh to do with your relationship with yourself and that reflects in your all other relationships as well right and i think uh, you made a really good point about teamwork and how you are is how you're going to perceive perceive others how um your triggers are going to definitely going to be something that comes in when you are having a discussion or just going through life and and i think um when you're working as a team when you're arguing i think that's also when that is more important that you should be working as a team mm-hmm. because if you're having a heated discussion you have to keep in mind what your main purpose when your main goal is and also when it comes to kind of leading a marriage i think you can kind of exchange that roles because i think as uh individuals we're all good at something right so just because you're a man or a woman i don't think um goes the 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 what do you call it the role of that that you're going to do this because you're a man you're going to be i don't know driving around doing all the driving or um if you're uh, a female you should be the one doing all the grocery or the cooking because sometimes um uh, you can kind of basically what i'm trying to say is you should be feeding off each other Mm-hmm. right you should be feeding off each other's strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. because as a couple as a team you should be kind of fulfilling the role where it's needed for example if you as a person is not very good at finances and taking care of in doing investments and taking care of budgeting and all that 
the other person can step in and it could be your wife, it could be your husband, but it could be someone that steps in because they're good at numbers. Yeah. And if you're great at cooking as a man, you can step in to do more cooking. Um, I think we need to kind of stop genderizing roles. I think it's okay to step in. Um, and of course, your marriage will be looking a little different than other people. This is something that works. So I think the first thing you need to do is when you're sitting down as a conversation is just take everything, kind of preconceived notions about what a marriage should look like. Just take that off the table and talk to each other as friends, as individuals about what you want to do, mm -hmm. what you like to do. So you can then work um, as a team and set those boundaries and gain that understanding of each other and build that healthy relationship. And um, I, I liked what you said about setting boundaries. You can be firm and polite. You can be, um, you could keep doing that. And with parents, it's so much harder. You might have to do that for a very, very long time in many different spaces. When you have a child, you might have to tell your parent again and again, not to interfere in your parenting style. And you might have to be very, very firm about it and very, very polite about it. And you will just have to keep repeating yourself. And it could be something that will make you very irritated or annoyed, but that mm -hmm. you have to do this. But it's just something you have to also understand where the other person is coming from. For parents, it is also a lot about, oh, they're shutting me out. Or, oh, now you know everything. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. the best thing. Okay, you're grown up enough, so you know everything now, so you're going to shut me out. Mm -hmm. But also, I think you should have that um, kind of flexibility mm -hmm. of when to give in. Yeah. And when to step up. Yeah. Because if you're going to be setting that boundary to the point where you kind of cage yourself in, if that makes sense, where you're not willing to take advice at all, that boundary needs to be slightly flexible. Yeah. And it should work for both of you. Yeah. It, it should not be something that you kind of set up a wall for yourself. That's not what a boundary is. It should mm -hmm. be something you're flexible to even um, maybe enlarging your boundary mm -hmm. after some time. You should be open and flexible to that because especially when it comes to raising a child, it does take a village. So it would be something you might have to give in a little bit more than you used to. At the yeah. same time, setting up that boundary that this is what I will take and mm -hmm. this is what I'm not going to take. Yeah. And you might have to set that up with your spouse as well because you both might have different parenting styles. Mm -hmm. because they are very brought up in a different household. For example, your spouse probably didn't have um, a bedtime, didn't have a curfew, and you did. Mm -hmm. So that's something you will, again, need to sit down. It kind of all keeps going back to communication. That's one of the, I think, biggest thing, effective communication. That's also something you need to learn how to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's also something that's very, very important because... Mm -hmm. It could be sometimes the way we say something, the tone of how we say something, it could be perceived differently. So that also comes in to teamwork, how you kind of have that understanding that if this person is saying something, it could be, um, it, you, you could change the way you're taking it, basically. Basically, yeah, that's what I was thinking about too. You know, don't personalize everything. So if somebody is interfering or your partner is saying something that is different from you uh, or your thoughts or your beliefs, don't personalize it. They're not against you. They're just saying what they think is right. And that's where you got to be patient. Sometimes you got to look over things. You got to let them do their 
uh, whatever they want to do sometimes, you know, let go. So let when go, you said yeah. flexible boundaries, you need to be, you need to have that wisdom where to be firm and where to let go. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, parents will come to your house and they're going to say, hey, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? We didn't raise you this way. We didn't raise you that way. And how dare you and how dare you not? And all of this goes like, because your, your relationship with your spouse may be, may be looking very different from what they had or what they have been seeing around them. And that is just not sitting well with them. So they will come and they will criticize you and they will comment on every little thing but take a deep breath be patient let it pass let it pass don't take things personal mm -hmm. you don't have to take up every single advice mm -hmm. actually perform it you know yeah. you let, just listen you know yeah. from one year and let it go the other year <laughs> you know sometimes yeah. so that's where you need the wisdom inshallah sure. and, and i think that's also when teamwork comes in Mm -hmm. because sometimes when your parent is telling you something you might personalize it and you're just gonna be like, oh I, I i really don't want to do this right now i think that's when the other spouse when they notice that kind of happening that situation happening they could step in and mm -hmm. kind of take over like like just be calm about it just be polite like okay i understand where you're coming from basically you're tag teaming here Mm -hmm. and you're mm -hmm. seeing that the other person is getting really irritated and really angry the other person then steps in and say i understand where you're coming from but this is how we're doing things mm -hmm. that's it yeah. you just shut it down then and i think that's also part of teamwork where you attack teaming each other it's not that you're <laughs> you're um trying to say something negative to the other's parents it's just how you're working together on this and you decided this is how you're going to do it yeah which is actually bringing us to a very important point is how do you deal with in-laws? I think um, a spouse should deal with their own parents. You know, when you are, you two are uh, on an understanding, you need to convey that to your own parents, not to the other parents, you know, not to the in-laws. So as a, like I should be dealing with my parents and my husband should be dealing with his parents and mm -hmm. making them understand that this is how things are run in our household. Uh, let it go. It's okay. And of course, be very polite and respectful. Again, we're not, I'm not um, teaching anybody to be rude with their parents. You know, sometimes you don't even need to address things, you know, especially if you're mm -hmm. not living together. Yeah. They're visiting you for some time ignore those things you know look forgive those things because you know they have done the same to you when you were little of course so do the same it's okay let them have their time let them enjoy their time and uh, they will eventually you know go back to their homes and if so if they're not living with you a lot of the times you don't even need to address issues you just need to be patient and let the time pass but yes if they're living with you then you need to have some conversations with them and um, have those conversa conversation with your own parent. Don't involve your wife into, into the discussion with your parents, you know, when you're having to uh, telling your parents, don't do this, don't do that. You don't want your wife around there because it's always, it's, it's the kind of, it's the dynamic of the relationship with in-laws and a daughter-in-law is very different. You know, we can't expect them to treat a daughter-in-law as their own daughter it's just not natural. It's not going to happen. So if we have unrealistic expectations, we're going to be disappointed. 
um, unfortunately. And that's what we do all the time. Um, so creating those boundaries, setting those boundaries. If, if a husband and a wife come together and under, have an understanding on a certain boundary, the husband needs to convey that to their parents, his parents, and the wife needs to convey that to her parents. And uh, I think that is just, that takes away the element of, oh, she, she said this or he, yeah. stuff like that. You know? And I think it's also more respectful because mm -hmm. it, um, the, because the parents are not going to be able to talk to the other the the, the what do you call it the in-law mm -hmm. the daughter-in-law or son-in-law that clearly that properly then they would with their own child and yeah. a child knows them then he knows how to introduce the topic and how to communicate to them so definitely it's a lot better and that's also a boundary you're creating right you're respecting your parent you're respecting your wife and you're kind of mediating in between because you kind of mm -hmm. have to do that with relationships mm -hmm. you're going to have to stand up for what's right and you will then have to have the wisdom to mediate that to both groups yeah and, that's, and then create the same boundary at the same time so it's yeah. just something that needs to happen in that relationship so it's a work um, you know it's, yeah. it's it's a work in progress because you can't look at your wife and be like if especially it's something that's really 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 bothering her for you living in a joint family structure you can't turn around to the wife and say well this is how it's, it is because you will just have to deal with it because that's going to cause problems, right? Or you can't at the same time turn around to your mom and say, well, she's my wife. It's our kid. We can do whatever we want. Balance. Because then it kind of goes into a very kind of a negative territory. It becomes a battle. It becomes a battle. Yeah. And that's what we don't want. And, yeah. Right. And then it's an everyday struggle or conflict between the parents about who is right, who is wrong. And it's just going in a very different direction than it should. Mm -hmm. And just by having that simple conversation, if you can bring in about that change, that yeah. positive change where yeah. both parties understand yeah. where what their expectations are. Yeah, it's not about taking sides. Um, so that's, that's another very important point is not to put your spouse in a position where they have to take one mm -hmm. side, should not. And then again, it's, it's a work, relationships are, does not, they do not happen in one night, you know, you're not going to build a very close uh, bond over, overnight, you know, so you have to really work, you have to be an open minded towards this idea of constantly working on your relationships. Um, and it's going to last until you're alive. So you know, don't think that, okay, 10 years, of my marriage, I worked so hard after 10 years, I don't need to work on my relationship anymore. No, you still need to continue. The things are going to be changed. Um, the, the ideas are going to change the, 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 each of you, each of the spouses, they grow and they learn and they, and actually that's another point. We need to have our own personal life as well. So you need yeah. to have a, a system where you are growing personally, individually, mm -hmm. spiritually, and you have uh, friends of your own, you know, you, you, you don't have to share friends either. You know, you yeah. should, you maybe have shared friends, but you need to have your own friends, your own circle as well. And that's so important. Yeah, I think that's something that will help you grow as an individual and it kind of uh, it, it kind of makes your marriage interesting also because now you're 
doing things like it's because after a while you're like okay you know everything i do there's nothing happening it kind of gets slightly boring yeah. but if you have your own strong group of uh friends that you're doing other things with it's something you can kind of kind of come home and share ideas and talk to your husband about and it's healthy because you're um growing as an individual and you're giving you're just having that space for yourself that you don't have to do every single thing with your husband at all times i think the concept of like you know two bodies and one soul and all that i <laughs> yeah. think it's kind of um I, to me fashion. personally it's like almost suffocating like no i'm a very different person than him and it makes it interesting that he is different from me he has different hobbies and all that stuff and it i think keeps him as interesting um and i think we need to kind of let go of that concept of that you have to do every single thing with your husband like you know you go out you if you go out on your own if you go if a, let's say a wife goes on vacation on alone it's a big deal yeah and i think it's okay for her to do that to kind of take that um slight pause from her usual life and just recharge and come back happier and more healthier individual because she kind of get that got that rest you know mm-hmm. and i think both spouses should be doing that they should mm-hmm. be taking vacations on their own just to process yeah and just to kind of recharge and come back um to a healthier marriage you know mm-hmm. i think that's completely okay mhm so don't lose yourself your self identity don't lose it mm-hmm. you need to still maintain it you need to still continue to work on it because you are mm-hmm. an individual as well you do have mutual goals but you should also have individual goals your personal goals inshallah right so mutual goals are really really important when two people come together you should have mutual understanding mutual goals life goals spiritual goals couple marriage goals and that's what kind of what we're all talking about the whole um discussion is about that um how important is to have a friendly connection with each other to be I, able to sit together to be able to watch a movie to be able to laugh with each other mm-hmm. and then add each other sometimes you know but that's mm-hmm. not you know to be able to be playful with each other tease each other have fun joke around you know all that is also very very important in a in a relationship yeah and friendship is pretty much the foundation of every every relationship and marriage is the most important one right mm-hmm. so just imagine having that ideal relationship where and it's i'm saying ideal because that's what we would like right mm-hmm. and it's not something you cannot have you can have that mm-hmm. and the best way of getting that is just respecting each other and and just also not taking yourself too seriously if you know what i mean like it's okay chill relax enjoy mm-hmm. make mistakes go out do explore mm-hmm. um yourself and uh just thoughts of others just do new things with each other you know mm-hmm. and it's just do fun things together just i think um i i it's changing now but i think marriage is not just about coming together as a husband and wife and have rigid roles traditional roles it's also having fun with each other being friends with each other yeah and that would just make your your life so much easier because as friends you have a different understanding you're not that formal with each other mm-hmm. um you have more forgiving of all their mistakes right mm-hmm. it just changes your thought process when you're yeah. looking at your husband as your friend 
Mm-hmm. It just changes the whole thought process and relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think if you started marriages not uh, looking at the other person like, oh, he's my husband, now he expects this and this and this. Yes, he does expect. But now you're looking at your husband saying, he's my friend also, and he has these expectations as an individual. Mm-hmm. It just changes the whole thought process. And it just, I think it's, yeah. it creates such a beautiful relationship when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. It's a beautiful part of relationship when you are also friends. Having fun with each other is mm-hmm. very important because you know you're gonna be living with this person for the inshallah for the rest of your life. That's your mm-hmm. aim, right? So you need to have fun with each other. The, the, the element of fun is something that's going to be the glue for your marriage to be to be strong and healthy yeah Uh, and that last that make it last longer as well you know if you're not having fun with each other or there's zero element of fun in your marriage then eventually you're going to get bored you don't want you will not want to spend time with each other you're going to end up like you know down the road 25 30 years later that there is when two oldies are sitting together they should be able to connect at a level of friendship because at that age, what's left? What else is left? Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important that you're exploring new things together because especially when you have kids, I think um, I, I read this, I heard somewhere where if you go on like a date night or just go out for coffee or something, try not to talk about your kids. And I was yeah. before kids, I was like, oh, that should be easy to do. But now it's not. It's Somehow not. kids always come in into the conversation and it's okay, but it should not dominate the conversation. Right. You should be also talking about what you're doing right now. If you're learning, you, you, if you're, I don't know, learning to crochet or something mm-hmm. and it's picked up badminton or something, you mm-hmm. should be talking about those things as well because that will definitely make it more fun and just diversify what you're talking about because how long are you going to talk about for the kids right yeah yeah and also when the kids are up and gone whether they're gone off to have an education or gone out get married it's just two of you you should have some conversation left over mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. if you have been doing yourself if you've been teaching yourself skills exactly. or exploring new things together also or just traveling together also you mm-hmm. have a, you still have an ongoing conversation it's not like, oh, okay, I don't know this person <laughs> anymore. What do I talk to him about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep reconnecting throughout your marriage. Right. I think that's something that um, we tend to kind of look over when we have kids, especially because just because we're so stressed out about everything that comes with having kids that we don't, we forget to reconnect. Um, and it could be, and, and when I say reconnect, it could be as small as sitting down and having tea together every single day or over weekends or just going out without your kids, going for a coffee break or a walk or something. And mm-hmm. it would really recharge and energize your marriage. It will mm-hmm. do that for you because mm-hmm. now you're looking forward to spending life with this person who is not yeah. maybe doing all the things you would like. Because what happens is if you're just, as you said, if you're, on those in those hundred days when you have that one negative day you start kind of focusing on that negative day mm-hmm. but when you're having those small breaks in between with your spouse when we are talking to each other uh, when saying uh, good words to each other and just having a conversation outside of what are we going to have for dinner or 
are you going to pick up the kids from tomorrow like tomorrow or something yeah we're just having a different type of conversation you're adding more good days to good moments at least mm-hmm. to that stressful day and it mm-hmm. definitely helps to keep you going yeah yeah it definitely you definitely need to connect and on many different levels with your spouse have variety of conversations be interesting keep your marriage interesting as well you know um yeah personal growth that's where the personal growth plays a huge role here and you should be i think also cognizant of the fact that for as women we are as women we need more emotional stuff right Mm-hmm. for men it's different they want more physical intimacy so that should be something you should be taking into consideration both of them should be taking into consideration for each other right mm-hmm. and that also i think is something that should be can be communicated time to time right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes what happens is you're you're so busy with your life and you're not communicating and the other person might be thinking something else you might be thinking something else like it you it's good to always just communicate what you would like yeah you would yeah. like um like um to just go out and have coffee or just talk or what whatever it is just communicate that with each other yeah so to sum it up i would say the most important points you need to make sure your marriage is built on is communication 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 i think that's what it boils down go to go back to it all the time yeah all the time that's how you're going to um convey to your spouse what you feel about certain things and how would you want certain things to be how your marriage should look like how your um your relationships should look like all of that so it's just communication very very important part of the marriage so after that just remember that uh none of you is worth more than the other you guys are same you have equal importance in the relationship you are partners you have some assigned roles as well as some understandings of uh you know of different roles of you know who sometimes someone's better at something so they they pick yeah. that role and that is fine it's not supposed to be a fixed role in yeah. every every situation and marriage is unique it's unique to you and your spouse do not compare your marriage with anyone else's marriage in the world you know and you are you too are who going to create your marriage as what you want it to be and um external influences and pressures are always going to be there so learn how to wisely tackle those and deal with them handle them carefully do not let it affect your relationship so another very important point is that no one is more important than your spouse the spouse is somebody you start your life with once you start your life with them the, your goal is to end your life with them as well inshallah so you need to have that closeness that understanding trust and vulnerability with each other uh that you two are you know that can take your marriage um uh as far as possible inshallah 
eternally yeah. probably mm -hmm. forever yeah because our marriages move on you know we believe that uh, we are going to be spouses in jannah as well so inshallah so we want to take it there inshallah, yeah, inshallah. and and uh, spouses are as as we have kind of talked about is like they're your space safe space from external factors to so definitely have that communication and i would also like to add not just have good like just communication but it's also important how you're communicating right mm -hmm. effective communication is also a large part of it so just keep that in mind when you are talking to the person yeah when you're doing it how you're doing it mm -hmm. and uh, just yeah create the safe space because as you said it's this marriage is gonna not it's not just that that do us apart mm -hmm. beyond that and it's yeah maybe how you are supporting each other in the deen and dunya how you are talking to each other because it's not the man as a leader is a leader in the marriage islamically but that doesn't mean that you as a woman should not be also educating yourself mm -hmm. and so guiding him and also helping him as well right it's attacking you going back to court yeah. it's work it's he's a leader he's a leader but you're not a guy bakri right Either. exactly you're as you said he's not a dictator yeah. it's not that kind of relationship it's a give and take relationship where you're educating each other and helping each other reach that mm -hmm. oh, that level a spiritual level mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, definitely uh, that's something that goes back to individual yeah. growth as well yeah yeah inshallah alhamdulillah so just remember that give them the, their due rights and their uh the love and respect and um honor they deserve from you inshallah and i pray that you receive everything back as well inshallah and create a beautiful and fruitful marriage all right so let's wrap it here and we'll see you in another episode. If you have a question, concern, or if there's a problem that's bothering you, let's chat. Take care of yourself. We'll see you, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam.